Welcome to Season 1, Episode 11 of So Strange. I'm your host, Andy Myers. I am an author and a paranormal researcher who's more afraid of getting hit by lightning than I am of monsters and ghosts. That's right, I'd rather deal with a poltergeist than uh, be outside during a thunderstorm. And here in Omaha, Nebraska, we're right on the edge of Tornado Alley. And when my dad was alive, he always swore, he had this little conspiracy theory, that at nearby Offutt Air Force Base, just outside of Omaha, he said that there was some sort of weather-controlling technology device that caused thunderstorms to break up right before they hit Omaha. And for the longest time, I laughed it off as a silly conspiracy theory. But in recent years, I started to watch the radar more closely, and I have to admit, it's pretty crazy how often tornado-producing storms they do break up just before reaching Omaha. It's like someone slices them in half, and half the storm goes north of Omaha, and half the storm goes south, and we get nothing more than a rain shower. And uh, it's kind of strange. Not nearly as strange, though, as some of these weather-related stories that I have lined up for you on today's episode. We're talking about freakish weather events that shaped the course of human history. That's right. Those times when the fate of the world was dictated by nothing more than the mood of Mother Nature. So grab your umbrellas and rain boots, Get out your snow shovel and locate your farmer's almanac because uh, things are about to get so strange. <laughs> Weather affects us all nearly every day. Whether it's the thunderstorm that dampens our picnic, the snow and ice that makes our drive to work take longer, the cold spell that requires our children to bundle up for school, or an event like the California drought that increases food prices, uh, regardless of what it is, the weather impacts us all directly all the time. Most of us know that it was a change in the climate caused by either an extraterrestrial impact or a massive bout of volcano activity that led to the extinction of the dinosaurs, rise of the mammals, and eventually the emergence of human beings. But since that time, weather and climate have also played a critical role in numerous events that have dramatically changed the course of human history. When I first read <laughs> Extraterrestrial Impact, I was thinking, aliens? Uh, no, uh, this article is actually talking about a rock from space, a meteor, <laughs> obviously. But here we go. Uh, number one weird weather-related event that changed the course of human history. We have rain after drought brings first bubonic plague epidemic. The first recorded bubonic plague epidemic occurred around the year 541, killing nearly half the people in the Roman Empire and changing the balance of power around the world. A cold period and severe drought in Africa in the 530s ended with flooding rains. The drought killed crops along with most of the gerbils and mice, an event which then killed off the larger predators that would normally have eaten the rodents. When the drought ended, the rain brought plant life back, which enabled rodents to replace their population. Because the larger predators took longer to grow back, the rodents were able to multiply, overrunning East Africa with mice and gerbils that were carriers of the plague. Merchant ships brought those rodents to Europe, bringing an illness that would spread throughout the known world, laying waste to cities and leaving so many corpses piled up that there were not enough people left to bury them. That's dark. I've got two words for you, though. Mousetraps. If anyone had invented such a thing back then and was able to mass produce it, that person would have been rich. 
then again, what do I know? I'm having a hard time keeping wolf spiders out of my basement. Uh, tis the season, I guess, right? Just reminds me that uh, it's fall and Halloween's right around the corner. Uh, but speaking of spooks and witches, uh, this next one is interesting to say the least. And this next little event took place in 1692. Little Ice Age Spurs Salem Witch Trials. The cold weather of the Little Ice Age may have led to the infamous Salem Witch Trials in 1692, as witches were thought capable of controlling weather. The cold weather brought crop failures, resulting in hardships, and witch hunts may have occurred because people sought scapegoats to blame. Some diaries and sermons dating from this period suggest that the unfavorable weather was the main cause for the prosecutions. While Salem is best known is the best known witch trial city, there were also numerous witch trials in Europe during the 1680 to 1730 cold spell of the Little Ice Age. You know, coincidentally, I happen to be going to Salem, Massachusetts next week with my sister and our good friend Anna. And I'm really interested to feel the vibes in Salem. You know, surely after so much history, there's there's got to be a heavy energetic imprint on the place. Uh, to, in Salem, 200 people were accused of being witches. Uh, although the numbers are debated a little bit, it's thought that somewhere in the ballpark of 20 people were killed uh, during the witch trials. And witch trials are uh, not new, uh, not not a new thing in Europe. Uh, they've they've been occurring sporadically since the 1400s. They became so popular that they continued through the through the late 1700s, but between 1609 and 1614, up to 7,000 people were accused of witchcraft in the Basque region of Spain alone. At least 2,000 of these were accused, uh, were investigated and tortured, 11 of them died, 6 were burned at the stake, 5 were tortured to death in prison, but officials made sure to burn symbolic effigies of the ones who died in jail. And I'm so happy... Gosh, I'm so happy that we live in the 21st century. We're a little relaxed about the whole witch thing. I mean, so much so that kids can go trick-or-treating dressed as a witch without having to fear for their lives. And uh, compared to how dark and superstitious you know, history is, we really don't have it too bad nowadays in today's world. Up next, 1937. Hindenburg Explosion Changes Future of Air Travel. Back in the 1920s and 30s, dirigibles looked like the air transportation of the future. Yet the era of the airship ended abruptly on May 6, 1937, when the Hindenburg burst into flames during a landing at Lakehurst, New Jersey. The Hindenburg's uh, covering was made of a very flammable mixture similar in composition to rocket fuel. Sounds like a bad idea. Just saying. Uh, on the day in question, the airship circled the Lakehurst Airport for more than an hour, waiting for the weather to clear. This long time moving through the rain clouds caused the, dir the dirigible's skin to become negatively charged. And when the crew dropped the wet uh, lines to the dock, they acted as a ground, causing the Hindenburg's coating to ignite, along with the highly flammable hydrogen used to keep it aloft. Within seconds, most of the ship was ablaze, and 34 seconds later, it was a burning mass on the ground. Up until the Hindenburg's dramatic explosion, many considered dirigibles to be the future of commercial air travel. Quieter, roomier, and more luxurious than airplanes, they nonetheless succumbed to the danger of their highly flammable fuel. 
Uh, one other note is that hydrogen was used inst instead of safe helium because the United States had a monopoly on the world supply of helium and fearful that other countries might use the gas for military purposes had banned its export. If not for this ban, we might be flying in dirigibles today. Now, I did a little research. The average speed of a blimp is 35 miles an hour. Uh, the average speed of a commercial airplane in today's world is uh, between 550 and 580 miles per hour. Now, I'm not saying I'm glad the Hindenburg exploded. I'm, I'm not. It was a terrible disaster. But if uh, blimps were still the preferred mode of transportation nowadays, we wouldn't be traveling easily from place to place for business or pleasure because it would simply take way too long. I, you know, I guess that would make for a convenient excuse not to visit the, the out-of-town in-laws. <laughs> You could be like, oh, sorry, honey, I can't go with you to see your parents in California. The round trip's going to take about four months, and uh, I only have one week of PTO at work. Darn it. Now we go to 1789. Weather helps cause the French Revolution. The Little Ice Age helped cause more than witch trials. It was a major contributor to the unrest that led to the French Revolution. The cold temperatures of the Little Ice Age combined with a 1783 Icelandic volcano, volcano eruption and a major El Nino to bring drought and crop failures to Europe. The French were already suffering from higher taxes that had been raised to support the American Revolution. A cycle of drought had then, uh, then fierce hailstorms hail and flooding between 1787 and 1788 served as the final straw leading to the most historic storm of all time, <laughs> the storming of the Bastille. Interesting, very interesting. Next we go to 1980. The uh, Iranian Haboob cancels hostage rescue and spurs Reagan victory over Carter. Those of us old enough to remember the uh, Iranian hostage crisis of 1980 know that as it dragged on over months, it severely damaged President Jimmy Carter's standing with voters in the upcoming presidential election. Since the 1979 Iranian Revolution, Iran, uh, their new supreme leader, Ayatollah Khamenei, had held 52 American embassy workers as hostages. On April 24, 1980, a daring helicopter rescue was attempted. Some of the fleet's helicopters were quickly sidelined with mechanical problems, but the final straw was a severe dust storm known in the area as a haboob, uh, and it aborted the mission. Not only were the hostages still held, but eight servicemen were killed in the aborted mission, and the hostages were dispersed to multiple locations to prevent the possibility of a future rescue attempt. Ayatollah Khamenei uh, condemned Jimmy Carter, and in a speech after the incident, and he credited God with throwing sand to protect Iran. Carter himself blamed his loss in the 1980 U.S. presidential election on Ronald Reagan, mainly on his failure to win the release of the hostages held captive in Iran. Now, I'm not here to talk politics, but I am here to tell you that if you like this show, you might also like my other podcast, Paranormal Dads. Uh, on that show, we explore the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries. It's co-hosted by my good buddies, Eddie and Pat. We tend to have a lot of chuckles on that show, so if you like humor and the paranormal, that might be uh, something to look into for you. If you're enjoying So Strange, uh, please rate and review the show wherever you're listening to your podcast at. Share it with friends and family. And uh, I'll also tell you that the So Strange letter of the day is you. 
U as in umbrella, which is appropriate for today's weather-related episode. So as you already know, if you collect one letter from every episode in Season 1, you can unscramble those letters to come up with the secret word of the season. Email that word to andymyersmanagement at gmail.com, and it'll qualify you for perks and prizes and bonus content. So that's something fun to do if you love cryptic messages. And uh, starting next season, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I will be offering a subscription. So still trying to figure out what it's going to be called. (laughs) Maybe we'll call it Super Strange, uh, but it will be a subscription service for only uh, $4.99 a month. You'll be able to unlock a new episode each week. And I hope you're jacked about that because I'm pumped about churning out more episodes, new episodes. And uh, up just this next episode, actually, we're going to be on our season finale. So I'm really pumped about that. And uh, so tune in. Thanks for listening. Hopefully enjoying it so far. Next, we go to 1812. Napoleon defeated by Russian winter. In 1812, Napoleon assembled the largest army Europe had ever seen with more than 600,000 men to attack Russia and add it to his empire. His soldiers quickly captured Moscow, but as they marched away with their spoils, the severely cold Russian winter arrived, with temperatures dropping as low as 40 degrees below zero. And that's in both Fahrenheit and Celsius, because uh, 40 below zero is the temperature at which those two scales have the same reading. So there you go. You learned something about <laughs> temperature today, or at least I did. Um, as many as 50,000 horses, unfortunately, passed away from the cold in a single day, and only 150,000 of the soldiers made it back to France, uh, the rest succumbing to the cold. It was the beginning of the end for Napoleon's empire and uh, heralded the emergence of Russia as a power in Europe. I'm going to say negative 40 degrees is about the temperature where you stay inside and figure if you don't have a supply that you need, you don't really need it because you ain't going outside to get it anyways. Uh, You might want to door dash something if you need it, but you're not going outside. And I will also say that uh, I think delivery drivers, you know, DoorDash and Grubhub and whatnot, they should double their tips automatically on days when it's below zero. I'm just tossing that out there as an idea. But speaking of staying inside, I noticed that a lot of people reported a spike in paranormal activity during the pandemic when everything was shut down and people started working from home. I think there's a lot of different reasons for this. I think at that point, you know, life kind of slowed to the to the point where people were paying attention to their surroundings more. And, you know, I think they were noticing <laughs> paranormal activity that may have been going on for a long time, but just, you know... It, goes unnoticed right under our very noses if we're not paying attention. But I also think just the heightened state of fear and anxiety and, you know, just the high emotions of everything that was going on during the pandemic, uh, I think that also translated to more paranormal activity because increased emotions translates to increased intuition. You know, intuition takes place in our heart and our soul, right in the same spot that emotions reside. So, Generally speaking, a person who's emotionally intelligent is also more intuitive. So anyone who's feeling high heightened emotions are likely to be intuitive. And if you're intuitive, you're likely to sense ghosts, spirits, paranormal activity. And, and you know, not only that, but synchronicities and signs from the afterlife and all that good stuff. So uh, anyway, interesting. So I know the pandemic's not necessarily related to weather, but it's just a little fun fact I'd throw out there here. But this next weather event uh, led to all sorts of interesting things. And now we're going to 1850, 
which was the year without a summer, and it led to famine, cholera, bicycles, Mormons, and Frankenstein, believe it or not. Earth was experiencing the concluding decades of the Little Ice Age in a period of relatively low solar activity from 1790 to 1830, and it was known as the Dalton Minimum. Uh, May 1816, in particular, had the lowest uh, sunspot number to date uh, since record-keeping, and it was 0 0.1. And um, from April 5th to April 15th, 1815, uh, what is now Indonesia's Mount Tambora produced the world's largest eruption since 180 A.D., and it ejected immense amounts of volcanic ash into the upper atmosphere, where the jet stream carried it all around the world. And the result was a further reduction in solar, uh, how to say this word, Irid, irradiance, irradiance, solar stuff <laughs> that brought record cold to much of the world during the summer. The unusual cold played havoc with agricultural production in many parts of the world, resulting in crop failures, dramatic increases in food prices, famines, cultural disruptions, and epi epidemics of cholera and other diseases. Rapid, dramatic temperature changes occurred frequently as temperatures sometimes went from above normal summer levels to near freezing within hours. U.S. grain prices at least quadrupled and oat prices increased almost eightfold. Elsewhere around the world, famine, riots, arson, and looting occurred in many European cities, while China suffered from massive crop failures and disastrous floods, and a disruption in the Indian summer monsoon spread a cholera outbreak from, region, from a region near the, the Ganges River all the way to Moscow. And the year without a summer also had cultural effects. Uh, the lack of oats to feed horses likely inspired German inventor Karl Dreis to research new ways of horseless transportation, which led to his invention of a precursor to the bicycle. Uh, many Americans left New England for the Midwest, accelerating the westward movement of the American people. Uh, Vermont alone had as many as 15,000 people emigrate including the family of Joseph Smith, who moved from Norwich, Vermont, to Palmyra, New York. And this move may have uh, made possible the publication of the Book of Mormon and the founding of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Furthermore, in June 1816, Mary Shelley was forced by the weather to spend her Swiss holiday indoors with her lit literary companions, and uh, to pass the time, they decided to have a contest to see who could write the scariest story. And the result was the novel Frankenstein. If my memory serves me correct, I believe that Mary Shelley was uh, a teenager at the time. And I believe that was her very first book, believe it or not. But it's crazy how so many people were uh, productive with the time that they spent indoors. I mean... <laughs> I'm thinking when the pandemic hit with COVID and everyone was on lockdown, most of us just sat around in our pajamas eating our feelings, you know, eating our kids' leftover Halloween candy and binging on shows we'd already seen a million times. Uh, here at my house, my daughter uh, Sky and, and myself, we got so bored, we, we invented a new game called Hand Sanitizer Bowling. We'd set up like 10 different uh, bottles of hand sanitizer and we took a soccer ball and we'd just roll it in the kitchen, see if we could knock all the pins down. But uh, not the folks uh, back in uh, 1815. No, they uh, did something with their downtime. Uh, founded a new religion, <laughs> wrote a book, created a bicycle. That sounds a lot more productive uh, than watching Tiger King.
Next, we're going to go to 1588. England propelled to world dominance after hurricane destroys the Spanish Armada. The defeat of the Spanish Armada in 1588 has been called one of the most decisive battles in Western civilization. In 1588, King Philip of Spain sent an armada to collect his army from the Netherlands when they were fighting and take them to invade England. However, the wind did not cooperate with his plans. After about two weeks of battle, the Spanish fleet had been badly damaged and began to make a retreat. As the armada reached the latitude of Ireland, it encountered a major hurricane. Hammered by the wind and sea, at least 24 ships were driven ashore on the Irish coast, where many of the survivors were killed by Queen Elizabeth's troops. The defeat of the Spanish Armada was the key event that propelled England to become the world's dominant power for the next three centuries. And up next, we go to 1944. D-Day is successful due to better weather forecasts than the Germans. Perhaps the best-known and most important weather-related event of World War II was Hitler's failed Russian invasion of 1941. He waited until June 22nd to start the invasion, expecting a quick victory. But when Moscow held out until winter, the severe cold defeated Hitler just as it had defeated Napoleon more than a century earlier. But it was the success of a D-Day weather forecast on June 6, 1944, that may have played a critical role in winning the war. You might say that it was the most important weather forecast in world history. D-Day was originally set for June 5th. The Allied forces' invasion of France across the English Channel would give them the foothold needed to, to, to defeat the Germans by the following May. However, forecasted storms on June 5th forced Allied leader General Dwight Eisenhower to reconsider the timing of the invasion. Without a break in the weather, D-Day would have to be put off for two weeks until the tides and the moons were more favorable again. Critical decisions about when to send the Allied forces across the channel were based on weather forecasts compiled by Allied meteorologists, which predicted a break in the unfavorable weather on June 6th. It was Eisenhower's chief meteorologist, Group Captain James Martin Stagg, who had advised the postponement of the invasion of Normandy by one day over protests from his fellow meteorologists. They felt that the weather would be good enough for the mission to take place. Eisenhower launched the invasion for June 6 with a simple, OK, we'll go. The Allies made the right call. It turned out that June 5th did indeed bring high winds, heavy seas, and, a stormy, and stormy conditions, which would have likely caused the invasion to fail and set world history on a different course. And if they had waited the two weeks later for the right tides in the moon, they would have been faced with an unforecasted heavy gale. It's very possible that the Allies' victory would have been delayed by a year or the Soviet Union would have taken control of the continent. In addition, the Allies had broken Germany's secret Enigma code, which enabled them to gather and use weather observations from German territories in making their forecasts, as well as to see that the Germans had forecasted weather conditions to remain unsuitable for an Allied assault on June 6. This gave the Allies' meteorologist extra information to advise that conditions would be marginable but sufficient to launch the invasion. Years later, when President Eisenhower was asked by the Normandy invasion why, he had asked why the Normandy invasion was so successful, his answer was, because we had better meteorologists than the Germans. 
This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You know, I've been a full-time psychic medium uh, for the past 13 years or so, and in those years, I've been asked to predict all sorts of things related to people's careers, their family, their love life, and whatnot. Uh, I would not want to be responsible for predicting the weather, especially not when the fate of the world is at stake. Uh, but I suppose, you know, that's why the, the meteorologists get paid the big bucks. <laughs> uh, in terms of predicting the weather, um, they kind of take it in stride. In fact, some of them actually make it look pretty easy. We'll bring you on into the temps, and we're all doing okay. Wow, 750 degrees in Gila Bend right now. Uh, and 1,270 uh, in Ahwatukee. Now, I, I'm not authorized to <laughs> evacuate Ahwatukee, but Cade this temperature Creek. seems pretty high. Cade uh, Creek is really Yeah, good. Cade Creek, Fountain Hills, uh, they don't look good either. And frankly, Wickenburg is a total loss. You might as well just get out of anywhere along this 60 years. Very warm surprise is starting to heat up as well at 1,300 degrees. So, uh, again, the safe spots seem to be Chandler and Mesa. Scottsdale is doing okay so far. But, uh, you know, you're sort of surrounded by some pretty intense heat. So, you know, again, I'm not your dad, but I would get out while you still can. I think steel boils at about this temperature, so Cave Creek, there's probably nothing left up there uh, right now. Uh, so don't even bother looting up there. It's not going to be worth it. And that clip was uh, courtesy of Fox 10 and Phoenix on YouTube. Last but not least, we have a strange weather-related story that, uh, that impacted, well, the fate of our country. And this is back in 1776. Fog allows Washington to avoid defeat, keeping American Revolution alive. The American Revolution almost ended with defeat by the British in the summer of 1776, when General George Washington was leading 19,000 troops in the defense of New York City uh, after the British had increased their troops on Staten Island, New York, uh, to 40,000. Not sure where the British would attack, Washington left half of his forces in Lower Manhattan and moved the rest to Brooklyn and Queens. On August 27th, the British began an attack on Brooklyn and Queens, uh, charging the American defenders with overwhelming force. Under the cover of darkness and with the help of some locals, the Americans managed to slip away unnoticed to Manhattan via the East River, with General Washington himself one of the last to retreat to safety. The British, uh, stationed only a few hundred yards away, were totally unaware of the movement because of a dense fog that had formed in the early hours of the morning. If not for that fog, Washington likely would have been captured and the American Revolution would have ended in defeat with its leaders hanged as traitors. So there you have it. Mother Nature threw a bone <laughs> to the good old red, white, and blue on that particular day. We can only imagine how different uh, things might have might be nowadays. I mean, if it weren't for that fog, maybe we'd still be under British rule. My daughter would be eating fish and chips for dinner tonight here at the Myers Manor instead of hamburgers. This guy hates fish. Uh, thanks to that fluke fog, <laughs> she's been spared that fate. Thanks for listening to another episode of So Strange. 
Mother Nature has a way of reminding us who's really in charge on this planet. No army is a match for her fury, and no amount of human ingenuity can compete with her awesome power. You know, ultimately, we're at the mercy of the weather on any given day. It shapes our past, our present, and our future. This is how it's always been, and this is how it always will be. We live in a wonderful world where the weather can be so unpredictable and so strange. <laughs>